You are now tuned in to the Uncensored Podcast on Boss FM. Hey y'all, welcome to Uncensored Boss FM, your girl Becca, and as Kayla called me before we joined the show, Miss Cookie Clap the Bad Biddy is back, ah, like that. <laughs> Bye, because of what? No, that's what me and my nail tech say to each other, like when she finishes my nails, I'm like, Give that's Kayla, take your credit, take your credit. <laughs> <laughs> it's your girl Kayla. And it's your party boy, Joey. I'm sick of both of them. You missed me. Don't do that. You missed me. Joey was popping all mess. Oh, what was he doing? You know what? We're talking about that on the break. What was I doing? He was popping all the mess. She said you was acting like trash day. Trash man. Well, I'm I'm a messy ass house. So what's that? (laughs) Well, well. Y'all, I wanted to talk to y'all about what I saw on Instagram, though. I don't know if you saw everybody giving these actors their credits. They basically, like, give them their round of applause, like, for basically doing the actual, like, doing their homework. That's what they were saying. They understood the job, the assignment. Yes, yes. And I was like, and, and they put Queen Latifah in there, and I was like, no, she really killed that role. No, no, no. Who always understood the assignment was will smith hands down always definitely um who understood the assignment always angela bassett oh she did yes god what What? when she blew that car up i felt that i felt that even go home and watch it because it's on hulu uh uh-uh, uh, first off, we can't talk about Angela Bassett and forget about Taraji P. Henson because how she goes. Always from, understood. The always assignment. understood. She went from cookie. No, 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 no. She went from baby boy. Baby boy. She went from baby boy. She I gave us Catherine. She gave us cookie. She gave us three whole different people. Acrimony. Acrimony. She gave okay, us Belinda. Okay. Yes. Now, she gave us Belinda. I know. I knew I was crazy, right? When I watched Acrimony and I didn't, I saw what she did as reasonable. I know. So, oh, can we talk about it for a few minutes? Go ahead. So listen, I understood until she got that $10 million. You see, I understood until she got that $10 million. Because when she got the $10 million, she should take her ass on her way. Because she could have gave herself a better life than what that man could have gave her. And she went crazy over it. And that stuff really happened. But, but I, under, I understood her frustration and her anger. So you don't think you would be bitter if you built the man up to what he was supposed to be and he cheated on you and you took him back? I'm just saying. No, man, because he gave me $10 million, baby. Thanks for everything. Because I, I gave him more than $10 million in emotions and love and mentality. But you're giving me a partial... I would have paid millions a down payment. You still got to pay the interest plus the tax. Mm-mm. I would have left I ran that trailer home over and I lost the fact that I could have babies because nope. of him and he wanted to cheat on me. That was in I would and I would I would make a lemon out of lemonade like Beyonce said, honey. Sorry. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do a hold up. They don't love you because I love you. I would take that $10 million. I would invest a good chunk of it. 
put the rest of my savings and going back. Thank you, sir. Be blessed. I just feel like Tyler Perry gave up hope on the end and didn't know how to end the movie because the way right because the way she died in the all white threw me off. It was yeah. Cheesy. It was real cheesy. I was like Tyler Perry with that. The movie was good up until the ending, and I'm like this boat. Right. No, the thing is that really threw me off is like he gave like a comic book type of like ending scenario. She the came to emerge out the water. Right. They came with the, the, the axe. <laughs> I said they, they must have changed cameras because I don't know where they shooting this or the lighting must be messed up. But like I didn't like how it was the cinematography of it on top of the storyline. Like, Clearly, the budget went into making that ten million dollar check. <laughs> right. <laughs> but on today's show, we have some top news, some trending topics, some springy spring segments with your girl Becca, Kayla's Corner, a good discussion of the day and question of the day, and some sports. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at UncensoredBossFM. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Uncensored with Boss FM. I'm your girl, Becca, and you're also sitting pretty and tall with Kayla and Joey. But we're about to head into our T.O.P. news. Let's go. So we're going to talk about, um, I think is a key, very outstanding question when it comes to the Derek Chauvin trial. So as we all know, moments before his death, George Floyd was in a car with somebody. Mm-hmm. But... We're just finding out that the guy that was in the car with him does not want to testify in this trial. So Maurice Hall, which is current, he's currently in jail, appeared via Zoom at a court hearing on Tuesday morning in which his attorney argued he has no immunity from prosecution that stems from testimony about his and Floyd's behavior while seated in a Mercedes-Benz SUV shortly before the police arrived on May 25th and arrested Floyd. How do y'all feel? I feel like he would be a key witness Honestly, that's not a real friend. Now I don't think I don't think that it has anything to do with his friendship. I think that it's just gotten so bad now that he's terrified. Terrified? Oh, I don't. Even the the jury they have to keep reliving this to be uh-huh. with his friend at that moment that you know someone murdered him. I'm sorry, but I don't want to. Like I don't. Mm, I don't know. I don't want to say that I don't want to because, like, that's my friend. But at the same time, that's something that I keep have to go over over again in my mind. Oh, for me, if I have to relive it for him to get justice, oh, I'm going to do it. Point blank, period. Point blank, period. Oh, okay. I'm glad somebody was going to say it because... Like, there's no question. Like, if if my friend was in a... And we were in a car together, if I have to relive that every second for seven days... I'm going to do that for him to get justice. Any about me, but, but not everybody thinks that way. How do we even know that that is his friend? But my thing is, Kayla, not us. It's the fact that he is a witness. And they're already trying to sit there and paint George Floyd as a drug addict the entire time. So if you can sit there and clear this man's up and you already saw that he died in vain, didn't even need to die in that manner and he died that way and you can be the witness and the person who helps with that, 
so, and you sit there and you talk about you're scared because you're afraid they might you you being charged with third degree murder, sir. You're being brought on as a witness. Okay, so let me give you these details. Paul is threatening to invoke his Fifth Amendment against self-incrimination because his lawyer contends anything he says about his alleged drug activity with George Floyd could leave him vulnerable to being charged with third-degree murder in the death of George Floyd. So, to me, that seems like him and Floyd were up to no good and this happened at the wrong time, wrong place. Girl, I don't care if he was smuggling cocaine through a dog in the back seat. <laughs> if you, the same black folks who are claiming and really want to trust in the justice system, these same people who are saying he needs justice, not just from a settlement, but the person who killed him to be put in jail, I don't care what you were doing. You better speak up. You better speak up. If you got a good enough lawyer, somehow, some way, he can get that you get immunity, whatever. Because maybe he don't even need a lawyer. He could take Rebecca. Because guess what? I'll be like, Your Honor, unless you have evidence of what had happened and perspired on May 25th of the drugs in question, those can't be brought up. And next, look at me. You just think so you passed the bar, huh? Girl, girl, I've read all the books. <laughs> so my thing is, how much do you think his testimony will add towards this investigation towards Shaman? Because because via video, what we see and witnessing the murder, we don't see the guy, we don't see anything. He's not one that was stopping the police, he didn't touch the police. We don't see him at all on camera. But my thing is, right, when I when I first was reading the whole article and everything like that, and I even saw when his lawyer was talking, what really bothered me was the fact that we've there's just enough evidence and enough testimonies that have gone on that I don't really think that he needs to be put there. But the only reason why I'm saying and I'm advocating for him to step up and put, pull them back. Yeah, step up. Huh? I said, yes, yeah, step up. I felt that. I had to take that. Took, came from my chest. Okay. Right. Oh, it it did. It did. Yes, go on. Go on. The Brackley of Thor- Thoris. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> I felt that all in my way. My thing is, he needs to hike up his prison jumpsuit and speak up. Because clearly, they're trying to sit there and act like everyone who says something, they're trying to play him like a liar. Then when the lawyer... Right defending Derek is coming to like basically cross-examine them he's basically trying to shred their testimony apart so clearly I am I was saying this at work today I do not understand what we are sitting there for a trial for the evidence is clear and point you can't tell me that video was fabricated you can't tell me the audio was you can't even tell me that they placed Derek there out thin air just so that he could be the bad guy you can't even claim that to me evidence was clear as day when Rodney King got shot too. Girl, evidence was clear as day when Eric Gardner died. But yet, people were still not found guilty. The evidence wasn't clear when it came to Beyonce Taylor because they decided not to give those camera footages. And look what happened. Which to this day, how you just say, nope. 
and that not be illegal. <laughs> How are you gonna sit there and say that the damage drywall is more than the person who is breathing in a bed? You know what? But I'm a, you know what? I'm gonna go into some more positive now. So if y'all didn't know, or I feel like y'all did, Akon himself, Mr. Convict Music, was building and working on this futuristic, futuristic city. So now he has just got the green light to start building it. Akon's cryptocurrency construction plans won't be limited to just Senegal. The artist turned mogul into Uganda's MBS that he planned to build a futuristic city in the country. The Ugandan government announced on Monday that it had allotted Akon one square mile of land for him to begin planning an Akon city in the country. Like the city he is building in his native country of Senegal, the Ugandan Akon city will operate on his A-coin stellar-based cryptocurrency. He didn't reveal how much the project will cost. However, its sister city costs around $6 billion to construct. Oh, Lord. Let me just add my one cent, two cent, three cent having felt. Mr. I'm so lonely. Mr. You could put the blame on me. Ah! He has been doing it for his people. I remember while uh, yeah. they use it as a joke, but they're like, um, they're like, uh, Akon so fly. He put lights in Africa and I was dying. So it's not for sure if this is the final blueprint, but they're saying that this city will include a Hamptons hospital campus, Hamptons Mall, its own school, police department, and waste management services, as well as park stadiums and other recreational facilities. I'm excited to see how this turns out. Kayla, we taking a first flight? First flight of spirit. Like, nah, like, nah. Ah, girl, girl. you're going to hear. This is your, this is your pilot, Rebecca. Thank you for joining Spirit. Buckle up. <laughs> I cannot stand y'all. No, we really are. I wouldn't mind going here. No, honestly, I, I love everything that he's doing. Like, he's one of those people who has stayed where, like, to make sure that his country is good before he goes anywhere else. You see a lot of people who come here, like Jason Derulo, Mr. TikTok. Where are you from? He's Haitian. Is he, girl? Yeah, unfortunately. I don't like to claim him, though. I must say, no wonder he's corny. Well, never mind. <laughs> I felt the shade on that one. Just right? Right there. It's right there. In the corner. In the corner. I'm right there. The disrespect, and on that on that note, I'm not going to finish my point. <laughs> That's all for top news. But don't worry, y'all, because up next, we have trending topics and our spring segment. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, you're back with Uncensored on Boss FM. It's your party boy, Joey, and I'm here with Becca and Kayla, and we're going to swing right on into trending topics. But before we start, we have to do some birthdays. We're going to talk about Miss Princess of the Shade, Miss Sky Jackson. How you she just not going to sing happy birthday? I never do. That's you. Ooh. <laughs> 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 Miss Sky Jackson, she turned 19 today. 
Black Youngster turned 31, and Miss Gage Loaf. Hey there, hey, hey there. Hey there, girl. I'm glad oh, you said that. Nah, nah, the, you know the one. Well, how's it going? Uh, Charming, Charming. Hey. I don't know. And I ain't playing with nobody. Remember when she was dating Dirk? Oh my gosh, shorty my Beyonce. Dirk and Dave. Hey, Dirk and Dave. <laughs> what? Well, that, that relationship didn't make any sense to me. And I was kind of surprised he dated a little dark skin, you know? No? Girl. No. No. Girl. Girl. Why? Because his baby mother's white? His baby mother not white. She just on the extreme light shade of the spectrum. His first baby mother is white. She's definitely white. India is my complexion. That's his second Hold up! As much as I love Lil Dirk, I did not know he went for the snow bunnies. Yeah, Lil Dark first, or is it her? No, it's Lil Dark. First baby mother is John's complexion. India is my complexion. And Deslo, my complexion. (laughs) 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 And Black Youngster, you know I love when he got beat. (laughs) Beat. (laughs) Bye, hop into the trending topics. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's how you like. What? What? Y'all, let's get into trending topics. So we got to talk about Erica Mena and Safari. Now, if you remember a few shows ago, I had mentioned how they were on social media about to announce their divorce. And Erica Mena said that he's embarrassing her. Why would you come to social media? And your daughter has to see this one day in the future. All that. Right? Well, Erica Mena hired Spice. And if you don't know who Spice is, she's the... Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? She be killing them. You don't know what I'm saying? No, she don't be killing them. You ever see killing she, them? When, do you know what I mean by killing them? She will jump into a split on top of a man's whole body. She's a, a Caribbean rapper, singer. Mm-hmm. That's the one who pulled that little scandal where she pretended to bleach her skin. Yes. I don't like her, but go ahead with the story. Oh. And we definitely gonna get into that after the story. So basically, Erica Mena hired Spice, who is also on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, right? So she hired Spice to perform for Safari because Safari is convinced that he is Jamaican. He's com- he's been convinced of this since the beginning, right? So basically, last night Safari posted a clip on Instagram showcasing Spice and her team of dancers performing live in his backyard by the pool with a giant image of him. The Jamaica-themed show had a huge Jamaican flag and Jamaican colors everywhere. And then he said, it's official. I'm not leaving my house this summer. My wife just surprised me and brought Jamaica to my backyard. He said, I can't believe I just walked into my yard and had, and he added spice and said, performing at my crib. Yo, this is insane. Oh my God, yo, thank you. Woo, much. Wow, I'm speechless. Reggae some fest in my yard. The best part was the big picture of me in the back. He's so Jamaican. That's what makes him corny. <laughs> First of all, what makes him even more cornier, you see how he just tried to talk about how, oh, I want to say stop killing people in the streets, but then I'm allowing uh, um, animals to be killed because he's an advocate for real fur jackets. Mm-hmm. And now he said, oh, I'm sorry, and I'm done supporting real fur jackets. I was like, this man just been corny from the jump. Yes, I mean... He did Nicki Minaj wonders with the ad-libs on her bars, but... He did? 
Yeah, shitted on him. What ad lib he doing? He was on the whole background of that. Um, what's the song that she had with Will I Am? I can't believe that. And he used to dance. He used to be her backup dancer. He used to be you know, you know, Deb Waka Flocka's mom. Yeah. She said, you know, for the longest, I thought Safari was Nicki Minaj's gay best friend. And when I <laughs> Nicki Minaj used to stun him. He's he's been corny. Like it was, I don't know what it was, but random clips of Nicki would just pop up. And it was one clip she was recording something, and she was like, "I'm hungry. Give me some noodles." Go get them noodles. I don't know. I just think the, the main reason, another reason why, well, another reason I wanted to talk about this today is, like I mentioned before, I started reading, Erica Mena and Safari had a very public argument over Twitter and on Instagram, talking about how getting married was a mistake and Erica Mena took offense and basically said if you had a problem with our marriage why aren't you speak to me instead of coming to social media and then they just went back and forth right and now everybody in the comments when he posted this was like I thought y'all broke up and granted you know the first the first year of marriage is supposed to be difficult but you don't yeah. go to social media and sit here and say Yo, it's over. What is that? What are they supposed to do? They not paying for your divorce lawyers. But it's Safari. Does that make does that is that shocking to anybody? It doesn't shock me at all. To me, I just want to know like his friends don't let him know that it's corny to be sitting here appropriating a culture like that. He ain't got no real friends. And then you know, um, Tom Hanks' son. What's that? Chet. Oh God, yeah, we talked about him. He gonna sit there and say he gonna comment. Where was my invite? Boy, you're not Jamaican. Shut up! Where he is, he's where he is. I ain't gonna lie though. I go to chat faster than I go to Safari though. Girl, I'll go to court. I know I don't do the white people, but I will. I will go to court, and I will sit there as at any jury pool before I go to Safari or chat. I'm just saying. I'm just restating. I just want to go like Safari, like. Did you not like your upbringing? That's why you said, let me just be Jamaican. Like, I wonder if he woke up one day and was like, I'm from Jamaica. But my thing is, you know what I realized now that we're talking about this? How we allow different celebrities to do certain things like this. Because the way Safari acts... What you saying we allow? We like don't... It's, 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 do he's like not Drake? around the right people. Do you like Drake? Do I like Drake? Do you like Drake? KRS-1... Um, I don't know who that is. I know who Drake is. Drake fine, but I mean, he's not all that. Every rapper uses a fake patois at some point. And especially, that's why I wanted to mention Drake, because that's why people be like, oh, what language, what accent is Drake going to speak with today? Drake does not have no Jamaican accent. Why is he walking around with one? Like, you see half of these people that you guys are, well, not uh, you guys, but because girl I'm trying to tell you it ain't even oh. you know it was one of those moments where black people hate when you say y'all who's y'all <laughs> like a karate movie y'all no <laughs> no <laughs> but oh. yeah and so back to my point about Erica and Safari though I just feel like a lot of times these celebrities will go to social media to just I guess vent or honestly I felt like this was kind of part of a storyline for love and hip hop but that's just my 
it probably is because spice y'all couldn't get anybody else nobody else I was so done with Spice that one episode where she came in and all that body paint as in like it was like a colorism issue and I understood her point but I was like you didn't have to do all that I feel like there's ways that you could have went about making a point without doing that because that the thing right and my thing I think she was trying to profit off of the attention that she was getting because right about it and she kept that little cloth thing or whatever makeup whatever on her for like a good two weeks like girl how you take a shower yes how'd you take a shower she probably had did a you take a shower she probably had a spray painting that's what the white gals do they go get uh-huh. the body blonde and then get spray that's what you probably did the and it, it lasts for and it lasts for like two weeks the white gals the white gals <laughs> I need her to not guys, ever, don't you never. Shout out Donald Trump. Right, him with the orange. <laughs> I think, I think that he just low key really wants to be the Oompa Loompa from um from Charlie and Charlie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I think that's like a goal. Did y'all know? This is a fun fact about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Since it was brought up, that it was only one Oompa Loompa. Yeah, and it was just uh whatever. It was dolls. They created dolls out of this one Indian Oompa Loompa. Mm-hmm. I just found this out. I'm the last one to know. Yeah. No, that's, oh, that's news to me. Oh, well, thank you. John K to your support. John K to your support. You know what? And on that note, Trinity Topics is over. Make sure you follow us <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter at Uncensored Boss FM. We'll be right back with the spring segment right after this break. Welcome back to Uncensored with Boss FM. It's your girl Kayla here with Joey and Becca, and we're about to hop into our springity spring sprocket. Spring has sprung segment. So, Becca, what are we talking about today? It's your girl Becca. Welcome to our spring segment, where we will discuss many things that highlight that feeling and sense of spring surrounding us all throughout the month. And for today, I'll be discussing spring 2021 fashion trends. It's been a quiet year for the fashion world. The season has unraveled serious, bold, and stylish designs. Large and in charge blazers, bold blue bags and sleek face masks dominating fashion weeks over the last few weeks. This year, some of the most influential decades have played a huge role in the season's look. One of my personal favorites is the oversized shoulder pad boyfriend jacket, which create a long line silhouette and play with shapes with the 80s inspired oversized boyfriend blazer. With the help of shoulder pads, this outerwear clenches in on your waist and elongates your legs. Rock this look with a pair of straight leg trousers or leather shorts for an ultra modern style. Colors that suit this trend are powder blue, charcoal, and neutrals. You can easily dress this up or down for an effortless chic aesthetic. Since we are in the middle of a pandemic, when it comes to protecting yourself, you might as well do it beautifully. These sleek black face masks match almost any outfit you wear, and they offer great coverage for your nose and mouth. Go for a silky fabric for easier breathing or choose something with embellishments if you're feeling fancy. The beauty behind this face covering is the limitless styling opportunities that come along with it. Wear anything from a red trench coat to a color blocking suit and look stylish. From an accordion style to a traditional shape, there are so many choices that will keep you and others safe. 
Taking inspiration from the 50s and the 60s, the sleek fashion trend is coming back in a big way. Headscarves protect your hair and add a finishing touch to your outfit without overdoing it. Choose from a silky design with a floral motif or intricate patterns or keep it simple with a bold color and block letters. When styling this accessory, you can wrap the fabric underneath your chin in a loose knot or have it hanging off the back of your head. Mix things up by wrapping it around your neck and letting it dangle from your bag. Another trend that has continued to dominate this year has been pastel tones. These sherbet inspired colors are the perfect option for summer and they suit a wide variety of skin tones. Choose from a boiler suit in a cool mint green or an oversized trench coat in a soft lavender. Better yet, try them simultaneously. Suits and separates in a soft buttery hues elevate your overall aesthetic and will remain one of the chicest styles for the seasons to come. This season, yellow bags have taken over the runways and the street. This trend is easy to replicate and it's timeless. Choose a small clutch to spice up your outfit or find a mustard tote for your daily needs. There are so many shades to choose from that suit your taste and they look incredible when paired with vibrant hues or a monochromatic ensemble. An amber structured handbag with an all-white getup or a sleek canary baguette for a night out. You can also go all out this season with a beautiful intricate folk inspired coat. When the temperature starts to drop, add some layers of delicate embroidery and lace to keep your outfit hot. The intricate tapestry on each piece of outerwear looks great with a monochrome black or brown ensemble. Or choose it in a series of other colors for a bright and interesting choice. This trend is easy to style and looks fantastic on every body Type. Let's also talk about how you can keep it neutral with a yellow and camel colored styling. The trend taken back from the 70s has gotten a serious facelift. Mixing and matching these shades adds dimension and depth to your ensembles, no matter the clothing you prefer to wear. Try a light brown suit or coat with a mustard turtleneck for the cooler months or a sleek tan t-shirt and a camel pair of flare pants. The subtle yet flattering combination is the hottest look to try this season. Add a pop of blue to your monochrome outfit to update your go-to outfit. The beauty behind this trend is the unlimited amount of options you can try throughout the season. When styling these items, opt for an all black or gray fit. The bright hue will stand out amongst the darker shades. Mix and match your accessories and discover a new favorite way to rock your key pieces. And when it's time to make a statement, let your handbag do the talking. This season, one of the biggest looks we've seen is the fringe on the bags. Let the tassels dangle close to the fabric or watch them almost hit the floor for a maximum impact. The over-the-top design is sure to turn some heads and keep you feeling chic. For a classic feel, choose dark hues like brown or black. But if you want to stand out from the others, take a dip into the bold colors like red or green. And if you're ready to shake up your go-to style, this is the item to pick. And I hope you found this information about spring fashion trends to be interesting. Please stay tuned for Kayla's Corner. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at UncensoredBossFM to stay up to date. And as always, stay curious and beautiful. We'll be right back. Hey y'all, it's your girl Kayla and I am back with another episode of Kayla's Corner. If you don't know what Kayla's Corner is, it is a time where one of our viewers, one of our listeners writes into our show and I give them my advice, expertise, opinion, whatever I can to help them with whatever situation they are currently going through. So today's story letter reads hello guys long time lurker here i apologize in advance for weird phrasing i'm on mobile my fiance and i moved in with my parents three months ago because my dad got diagnosed with in stage of cancer it's been a sudden move So two weeks ago, he went back to Denmark, I'm German, to grab the rest of his stuff and to see his friends. 
he has been quite busy as I am, so we haven't really been in contact much. Today he messaged me saying he might have caught corona and I am extremely mad at him. His parents are 60 plus and my dad obviously is a risk patient because of the cancer and chemo. Knowing that he still met up with all sorts of people, if he really has it, I'm not going to let him back into my apartment unless he went into isolation all by himself first. I'm not sure how to react, to be honest. I'm way too stressed out with everything going on right now, and he's just adding on top of it. For one, I'm going to say this is going to be really short. He does need to isolate, but that is very much selfish of him to even do. Um, I don't know if he thought that maybe he could go back home and, and sneak out and see his friends because he missed them. And I'm also not sure how you guys' restrictions are being that Denmark um, is in Europe how they differ from America but I think that's just absolutely selfish of him and to me it doesn't seem like he's at, he's he's putting you his parents your parents or your relationship first um with corona going on and how it's affecting some people and literally once catching it it's definitely not the same as the next person that's for me that's nothing to play with and to see that he does play he he is trying to play with fire it's I can understand your frustration I can understand why you're upset because that's just totally not okay however I'm here to say also that people in a way make mistakes um, this is not a mistake that can't be, like, it's not permanent. It's not permanent unless Corona, you know, encapsulate his body and he ultimately perishes from it. But it's not a permanent mistake. It's a mistake that can be fixed. However, it is stressing you on top of everything. And that I completely get and understand that he shouldn't he shouldn't be doing that. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. He definitely should not be doing that. It's it's not okay in any way, shape, or form. Um, even if he did want to go see his friends, he could have communicated that with you. And he could have said that from the beginning. Hey, when I go back to Denmark to go get my things... You know, I'm going to step out and go see a few friends because I miss them. But I'm going to, you know, be cautious and socially distance and do my part to make sure that I don't catch corona. I don't catch the virus and I don't bring it home to you. But then again, how... I'm not even going to say how mad can you be. But men are completely selfish. Or maybe I just haven't personally met the right man too that's very much unselfish but men are so selfish and it makes absolutely no sense to me um men most of the time think very much on their toes and not grounded for lack of a better metaphor um which causes a lot of friction in relationships sometimes but my advice to you would really 
if he isolates or once he finishes isolation and he gets tested for corona and comes and it comes back clear he he does what he has to do um y'all have a conversation because that's just not okay it's not okay and it never will be okay the fact of um he's putting everyone at risk for it um it, especially with your dad uh being in stage 4 cancer at that cancer of the liver um and being on chemotherapy cuz that makes your body weaken itself so to even catch a virus on top of that that yeah so just have a conversation with him um and you guys need to put everything out on the table and you need to let him know how you feel and if he can't understand that then maybe you guys need to rethink certain things because that's just not it's not okay it's not but on that note it is your girl kayla and you're here with kayla's corner make sure you follow us on instagram and twitter at uncensored boss fm we'll be right back after this break with some more trending topics Boss FM, it's your girl Kayla here with Becca and Joey, and we're about to hop into some trending topics with Becca. You know, I think Kayla's just so happy that Rebecca's back, that, you know, she's just gonna come from- She missed you, because I was getting on her nerves. <laughs> she missed this face. Becca just- How, how Nikki say it, Kayla? You missed this <laughs> Let's get to turn the topic. So Kanye West documentary that's been 21 years in the making has sold to Netflix for $30 million. Now, before I continue, will you guys be interested in watching a documentary of Kanye West? Maybe. Yeah. John says so-so. <laughs> yeah, because... Uh, Maybe like, the early years, are, I'm sure, would be interesting. Right. But then again, I would want to know, like if he's actually been diagnosed with bipolar. The only thing I would really want to see is when he hopped up on the stage and told Taylor Swift that she didn't deserve that award. That's the only thing that really interests me. And if he was uh, off of pills or something. But 21 years in the making, didn't this happen like a good like 13 years ago? Yeah, it was on Even there. still, I wanted to throw up. I think that's the coolest part about it, that they've been taping it for 25 years or something. So he must have known that he was uh, gonna be great because he's been out for damn near 20 plus years. Uh, is he gonna talk about him and Amber Rose and her eating his booty? Yo. I'm sorry, I got a little far. Let me give y'all some details about this documentary. <laughs> So the documentary series is spanning over two decades of footage and home videos of Kanye West's life and work as had landed at Netflix. So Billboard was, Billboard was the first to report the news and cites that sources putting the price tag at Netflix at $30 million. And though a person familiar with the matter tells Variety that it is not an accurate figure, the series is said to include never-before-seen footage of West and will cover his career in music, fashion, his failed 2020 president, presidential bid, ah. the death of his mother, Don West, 
Girl, did you just laugh? <laughs> because, like, he decided to run for president two months before the election. Like, bye. <laughs> you didn't submit any of the paperwork at that. Right. Like, I'm, I'm joining. And so the Netflix project is expected to be released this year, according to Billboard. And a spokesperson for the streaming services declined to comment. But according to the source, he says it's happening. And last month, um, Kanye West won his first gr- gospel Grammy and his 22nd career. What? Hmm? What? Uh, 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 uh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Watch she react like that. Because like you got a Grammy for this fake gospel music that you made. Okay, now listen, right? You know how I love Stephen Curry, right? So I was watching him on an episode. What episode was it? It's called. Uh, it's with um, what's his face, Matt Barnes, and he was talking about how he went to the Kanye West, um, the the church thing, right? It's called All the Smoke, right? And he was saying that he wanted to go check it out for his own just to see how it was because everybody's been back like bashing it. And he said it was actually a very spiritual experience. And one of my friends that I know sings in his choir, she says that it's, it's dope and she's all about God. I don't think she would join it if she wasn't about God. I mean, I know somebody that danced for him, but it's like, I don't, you know what? I can't even be mad um, at him finding God and using his platform to express his love for God. Uh, I don't know, because that's like through this, he still went through all these different breakdowns and stuff like that. Sometimes in life, that's what you need to do in order to find God. Oh, so he even... Or maybe, you know what it is? Through life, you can... Like when his mom was around, his mom and him probably were in touch with God. But when she died, he probably lost that. But through these breakdowns and his the course of his journey, that has got him back on track to his holiness. And now that he is this billionaire, he has the capability to sit here and say, I'm going to have Sunday service at this park on this day with this choir. So it's, I mean, to, but to win a Grammy, like for me, for me, it's like, okay, are you doing it for God or are you doing it for record? For the cloud. Like when he brought Joel Osteen, 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 whatever. Yeah, I don't like that, man. My mom used to, Ooh. I really don't like Joel him. Joel Osteen is the mega church millionaire. Yeah, who just seemed real fake and phony to me, but... Like, my mom used to force me to watch him when we wouldn't actually go to the church. We would sit in her room. and But have- Joe, oh, cause Joe Osteen be on TV. He's mm-hmm. like Texas or something like that. Mm-hmm. You already said the first answer to my why I don't trust him. He's from Texas. <laughs> Not Texas. Girl, right where Sandy Cheeks was. Go home. <laughs> Not Sandy Cheeks. Lord Jesus, get my meal. But I'm saying, with this, Kanye is going to make a lot of money from Netflix. So he knew it was a great business deal because Kanye got all, all his friends are of the white community. All his supporters are of the white community. Right. So he's going to get all of those credits because unlike black people, white people pay for their own Netflix. They don't share that. Yeah, you say it again. But let us continue because T.I. and Tiny released a statement after new sexual assault allegations from three other women. 
So, like I said, some more allegations as another three women have basically said that they are accusing them of sexual assault. So the couple released a statement through their lawyer, Steve Sadow, and he said, the Harrises are still waiting for the accusers to reveal themselves publicly. By continuing to hide anonymously, allegations and unarmed accusers effectively render themselves not credible and unworthy of belief. We, le- we say, let the light shine on their identity so we can go about disproving their skir- Circulous uh, accusation. What's a scurrilous? Not, uh, not containing any truth. <laughs> you better be a motherfucking dictionary, John. You better go ahead and give nonsense. You better go ahead and do it. What? Merriam Webster? Who is that when you got John? Let's just do that line over. What? Scurrilous? There's no peace. Scurrilous, girl. Scurrilous. <laughs> we say we say let the light shine on their ident- their identity so we can go to disproving their scurrilous accusations um how do you feel about their statement it's true but like also to me that's also saying we're not gonna say nothing that could uh, be a backfire to us until they come out and say who they are so we could say, no, we didn't do that. Again. Now, I will be the first person to say, I do not have an opinion of anything. Like, I'm not on a side. I'm not saying if T.I. and Tiny did this, and I'm not saying that the accusers are lying. I'm just developing with the story, right? No, me too. And I feel like, from the deepest part of my soul, if those identities are revealed, I feel like those girls are just gonna go missing. Honestly, that's just me. That's just me. Maybe I'm just real dark with it, but I don't think they'll go missing. But I do think hush money will be involved. Like I think them revealing themselves is just so Ti and Tiny could say, "Well, since John said this, we didn't do that." But on this night, we were out with John, but we didn't do anything that had any sexual allegations with him. Right, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping for the sake of their family that this is untrue, Ooh, and people right. are just being greedy. No, for real. But one girl did ask for hush money. No, I'm lying. That's the wrong story. I take that back. Oh, you're talking about the Sean. <laughs> talking about the Sean Watson. <laughs> Even that story crazy. <laughs> that story is ridiculous. But I feel like with this with three more people. I feel like every day we hear more people are coming out. And I don't want to sit there and say, oh, why didn't you guys say this earlier? But where are y'all all coming from? Right, because it says, one alleged that the rapper and a male friend ended up drugging and raping her in Miami, in a Miami hotel during Memorial Day weekend in 2010. While the other oh, said God. she was drugged and sex trafficking in Nevada, California, and Florida. I feel like, and then with all this, they need to coincide that with like all the dates that T.I. or Tiny traveled. Was in there because, so my thing is, was it that traumatic that you didn't recall at that moment, but 11, 10 years later, 11 years later, all of a sudden you're remembering now? 
that's what I and like I said, I don't want to victim shame or be like that person. Right. Why'd you guys wait so long? Because I kind of I hate when people say that because you never know what that that right right that one person. But it's just like I feel like everybody's coming out the woodworks, and it's kind of like you know we have a lot of attention seeking people, and I would hate for it to be revealed that some of these some of them might be true. But I feel like some of them also, like, are they coming out the woodworks a little too heavily now? Like, here, it says, a spokesperson for Blackburn, Blackburn told the publication last Friday that a 20-year-old woman alleged the couple pulled out a pill and forced her to swallow it at a Miami nightclub in 2010. If she was 20 in 2010, that makes her 10 years old. Oh, Kayla pulling out math. <laughs> and what was you doing at a club at 10 years old? No. I'm just saying. Wait. Let's let us do this math again. Cause maybe I'm just tripping. You said, it said she was claiming let me read it again. <clears throat> a spokesperson for Blackburn told the publication last Friday that a 20-year-old woman alleged the couple pulled out a pill and forced her to swallow it at a Miami nightclub in 2010. She also claimed she was taken to a South Beach hotel where the couple's security took her phone and T.I. forced her to take a powdered substance from his finger and Tiny undressed her and proceeded to engage in sexual intercourse. I think she probably means she was 20 in 2010. I don't think she's trying to say she was... Because honestly, if you're going to lie and you're going to make a story, you would at least try and get the age correct. And it's worded real awkwardly. Right. So I would... I'm hoping that they did their due diligence to make sure that she was 20 when this occurred. It said she said her body was numb, the room was slowing down, and she could not consent. Yeah, sounds like one of the drugs that people use when it comes to those type of environments to get people to be more like, um, what's it, what's that word? More, I forgot that word. It starts with a C, but to do what other people are saying. Hmm? Compliant. Ah. There we go. John with the save. I've never seen that one meme where like, they're that boy, John. You know what I mean? No. I'll show it to you later. <laughs> I'm just not, not, it's not making sense to me because I feel like how I read it, it meant that she was 10 in 2010. Not that she was 20 in 2010, which means that makes her 30 now. I'm... I feel like they also have to, when it comes to, I feel like they're going to have to establish a pattern with the girls too, because you're not just going to pick any type of female. And just think it's like, here, you take this fucking pillow, I'm going to fucking shoot you up. Like. (laughs) And on that note, we're about to wrap this segment up. But please head over to our Instagram and Twitter, Uncensored Boss FM, and share your thoughts with us on anything we've talked about throughout the show. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, you're back with Uncensored on Boss FM. It's your party boy, Joey. It's your girl, Kayla. And 
it's your tippity tappity bad bitty Becky. <laughs> Oh, when I call her Becky, that's the issue. Oh, because we're going to call her Becky tomorrow. I mean, my ass. But you had something on your mind, girl. What was it? What was it? About how Miss Sukiana Miss Cupcake herself. Oh, she ew. Sukiana is not Stop. Cupcake. Huh? Sukiana is not Cupcake. Yes, they are. They're the same person. No, they're not. They just look alike. <laughs> They're they're both re- I, they're both disgusting, but <laughs> Sukiana and Cupcake are two different people. Well, listen, they both sound the same to me because then make me fact that you can't even say the words because it's so <laughs> I can't even say I'm over here humming it. <laughs> and that song is trash. I just think that it came out at a time that it, like it's popular because it's funny. No, for real. So basically, they brought up the conversation of the rap game being boring. It is. But go ahead. But it, when Nicki Minaj takes a break, the rap game gets boring. She said, "Girl, so you know, you know what Nicki Minaj said. She said, um, oh my gosh, she's like, it's lines right too. She's like, oh my god, whoop, not you trying to come for me. I'm she's, just saying. Uh, she's like." Bitches, no, I came back and it's still boring. I told them hoes go back to whoring or something like that. Whoring, I'm, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's in the uh, all about that. Rule number one to be a bull says he. Yeah, that's my people. But anyway, for me, if you do not make talking about how you make your pussy talk, then you have nothing to rap about. That's what today. Oh, I thought you were talking about that's one of her lyrics. I was like... I don't know. But I, is, honestly, even if she wasn't dealing with her new son and the death of her father, father, she still wouldn't be making music. Nicki Minaj hasn't put out any music in six months. Actually, no, I'm lying. She hasn't put out any music since last year. She hasn't posted on Instagram for about six months. But she's but, writing. She's in her pen bag. Oh! Right. That being said, we about to get into our pen bag so we can come to y'all with the discussion of the day and our come on white folks. So please stay tuned. Yeah. Back to uncensored boss. <laughs> girl Kayla here with Joa and Becca, and like she said over the break, I'm gonna toss it to her like a frisbee. So Becca, go ahead. Um, yeah, I'd like to report that someone is illegally using a charcoal grill in a non-designated area. On, I'd like it to with immediately. Oh I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Threatening my life. Threatening my life. I have a breathing problem. My doctor would not let me wear a mask. So anyone harass me, I'm being threatened by a man in the ramble. Please send the cops immediately. Come on, white folks. Karen, would you like to calm down and have a conversation? Why are you coming into your attack? Come on, white folks. Like, when are you going to get together? And she caught it and she got it down by her thigh. Okay. So we're going to talk. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Give me that face. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about Rob Lederman. Okay, so on March 24th, he had a controversial broadcast 
which first made the waves after ESPN reporter Marcel Luis Jacquees. Luis Jacquees, I love that. Mm, shared a 40 second um, clip on Twitter saying, just in case y'all missed it. And in the clip, Letterman compared his toaster settings to Williams, um, what's it? Holly Berry, Gail King, and all these other black women's skin tones, right? Now you heard what I said, his toaster settings, yes. And he basically said, oh, he has trouble with certain colors of skin. Like he can't, he said the darkest he could go is for a Holly Berry, which would be like a medium toast. So that means he has the electronic toast machine that you can pick. (laughs) (laughs) What your toaster look like. Girl, so I'm going to read to you what he said. He said, we have our toaster settings at the attractiveness of women that I find to be attractive. So I will never go through that. Yes. He said, but I am very comfortable at a Halle Berry level. I need a little bit of mulatto still coming through. Gail King. Oh, Lord. He said, Gail King is not even on my toaster level. Oh, my gosh. You know what? (laughs) A little bit of mulatto still coming through. (laughs) You th- that was your best way to say white? What? What the? What a? What program? <laughs> fuck, right. This is unbelievable. What program is this on? <laughs> so basically, on March 25th, the broadcasting company Cumulus Media confirmed that Lederman was swiftly terminated from the Buffalo, New York-based 97 Rock radio station for violating the company's programming principles. I need Absolutely. To know- was i honestly need to know what the principle was so this is why kayla now you already every time we talk about things that you know these white folks do and we talk about it you already know how their apology goes right right so he gave a statement posted on twitter saying he was horrified listening back to his broadcast and offered an apology to those who he hurt he said, I want to sincerely apologize for hurting people with my foolishness. And no, you don't. Yesterday. He said he is 100... I, I 100% understand why people are justifiably angry. Justifiably angry? Okay. He tried to say his diabetes was messing with him at the time. <laughs> he said, I made a mistake and it's hard to look at myself in the mirror, but I want to acknowledge it. I apologize for the deep, for my, the deepest depths of who I am. And he said that he reached out to the NAACP, my friends, the clergy, from the African-American community as well as the mayor's office to seek their guidance and teaching. Please know my comments were ignorant, but not meant to be hurtful. And so Holly Berry spoke. Oh, did she? What she say? He said, it's ridiculous this type of nonsense is being broadcasted across airwaves. All black women are beautiful and worth and worthy, Rob Letterman. Lederman. Yeah, I needed some shadiness. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And his co-hosts, they were suspended for a certain amount of time because they just sat there and said nothing. They just laughed with him. Laughed? Laughed. Like, Out of you compared him to Toast? Toast, baby girl. And you want to say, I want mulatto? First not, of all, not I, if you want see if you want to compare them to toast and you're not gonna say I need some of the white bread to still show, you could have said the white bread, not the mulatto. It literally that sounds like someone who just stepped out of a time machine. Right. 
<laughs> right. The, what the fuck are is this? Like, are you? Why would this? Because I up? personally didn't need him to say any of that at all, ever. And you know, as bothered as I am, the thing that irritated me the most, like, got my gears going. I reached out to the NAACP. No, 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 no. My friends in the African-American African community to seek their teaching and guidance. To seek what, mister? And then proceeds to say, please know my comments were ignorant, but not meant to be hurtful. What? They, they were ignorant, but not meant to be hurtful. What were they meant for? But see, that's the thing. It's like that way of thinking, you didn't know that was wrong until you said it over airwaves and then someone told you it was wrong. So you went all your life thinking that that was okay. But because you slipped up and said it over the airwaves, now your friends in the African-American community got to teach you better teaching. Got to give you some guidance. Like I mentioned, like his his um, co-hosts, they were suspended. And although it's not clear, it's still not clear how long they're going to remain off the air. Now, do you feel like his co-hosts are one of those people? Are they should have got fired too. Oh, you think so? Granted, it came out of their mouth. I mean, it came out of his mouth. But that's, you were there. You could have said, yo, bro, that's not cool to say. Instead of laughing at it. Laughing at it, you might as well just say you said it too. You might as well say that you're Robert Letterman too. Rob Letterman, whoever the fuck he is. I don't know. I don't care, but did did the high school basketball um you guys remember the high school basketball announcer who called the diabetes with an ER, yeah. I wanted his partner to get fired. I don't know if Because his partner didn't do nothing. Yeah. I don't know if it ever happened. I think but... His partner was black. No. No? I don't know, but I, that's awful. I could have swore in that picture it was a black referee sitting next to him. My thing is, right, I just want to understand, right? Now, Kayla, I'm going to try and play a little at devil's advocate. I might not do it as good as you, though. <laughs> right? So now, he said he didn't mean for his comments. His comments were ignorant, but he, they weren't meant to be hurtful. Oh, okay. Clearly, there was a type of comedic aspect he was trying to pull here. Haven't Not everybody's a comedian. Haven't we heard things made about other communities in a in a comical aspect, or is that just not okay with white people doing it? It's not okay with anybody doing it. However, what I do think is the fact that white people do it the most and do it to every other every body else but them. But when it's them, then they, they decide to play victim. They need it done back to them. Like, I like my banana slightly golden, like after a white person gets a tan or something. I like mine to have gnats on it because it just went all brown. But, you know, maybe that's not where we're going. <laughs> correlation i you know i was just trying to interject to my little opinion but <laughs> joey said no 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 not today it's just 
I mean, okay, granted, he got fired, and it was, uh, like, definitely, like, you're terminated, not coming back, but, like, I need a little more. Oh, I think he's going to be hired for another... I feel like he's going to get hired for another radio station if he really tried to. And if you think Oh, about- no, he won't even have to try to because I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of people in the radio industry that doesn't see anything that he did wrong with that. So, yeah, he's going to get another job. Definitely. You, you know see what Candace- he's going to do like everyone else does? He's going to go to satellite radio. Satellite radio, you can say whatever because you don't have to worry about the FCC. No, you know what he's going to do? He's going to go to Fox. <laughs> Fox does whatever. Fox is not credible. They say whatever and whoever. Unless, uh, look, unless it's on Family Guy. Barstool. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's enough to make my head hurt. And honestly, if he went, if like he was in Buffalo, New York. New York is a very oh. diverse state. That's the capital. It is? Buffalo. Al- Albany was. Oh, shit. And Rebecca doesn't even know geography and I got <laughs> Mama, check me out. Yeah, you lose some credit points on that one, Kayla. <laughs> I'm getting back real quick. Nah, but <laughs> if he went to Wisconsin or he went to Idaho, the home of the potato, Ohio, something like that, I feel like he could get his own little radio station. And you know they love to listen to their own folks out there. Kentucky. Kentucky. Right. <laughs> Darn it, let me stop. <laughs> but honestly, I feel like his comments also made it really worse. I know I played my little devil's advocate, but let me go back into my hat of Rebecca. I feel like with this conversation, it just goes to the conversation of colorism a lot. And it reminds Thank me of you. To talk about, you know, oh, you a field slave, oh, you a house slave. You know, it, it kind of reminds me of that conversation when you're dark skin or if you're light skin, if you're just in the middle, that means that you were outside, but the, the master liked you and then he brought you inside, so you lightened up. Like, you know, it, it's like those type of con- that's the conversation I feel like is happening here. And when but it comes for me, what it says to me is that other races are witnessing what our race is doing to us. So this whole colorism within us, other races are I was just about to say that. I feel like we're already fighting colorism on our own, like our own people. And then you have to deal with it from another group of people. But we also need to realize where the colorism and hatred for our own skin color stems from. The Willie Lynch letter then. Willie Lynch. Because it's strong. That impeached and embarked on the Virginia River back in 16 something something and made this speech to all the slave owners that said, this is how you keep control of your slaves and it will go on for 500 plus years. It is still happening to this day. Definitely. Definitely. And the only way to break it is to burn all the people with that idea to the ground. But we don't promote violence. You said, huh? Yeah, you're right. We don't. You do, but me and Joey. Yes. Violence. I just give my actuality of reality. Okay. <laughs> lie, lie again. Uh, who lies? I'm a truther. Mm-hmm. Only truthers lie. But on that note, that is all that we have for white folks. We'll be right back after this break for some discussion of the day. Stay tuned, guys.
You are tuned into Uncensored with Boss FM. I'm your girl, Becca. It's your girl, Kayla. And it's your pony boy, Joey. Bow, meow, meow, meow. We didn't ask for all that. We didn't ask for all that. Go ahead. You see, I wasn't going to let you, but I was letting you get that, too. I'm like, I'm uh-uh, making- going Go ahead, sis. Mm-mm. Y'all, we're about to get into our question of the day. And, you know, Kayla made the greatest little corny joke. Because I was like, you know, some people be digging in their nose for gold. And she's like, ha, gold digger. <laughs> Not that funny. Give yourself more credit, Kayla. That was yourself more credit. Because <laughs> <laughs> But let's get to this question of the day. So I recently saw a video and it was like, it was kind of like a red table talk for a whole bunch of individuals and they were all African-American. So, you know, I had to tune in heavily and they were talking about when women say that they want a man with money. And the guy was like, oh, when a girl says they want a man with money, that's them being a gold digger. That's them wanting this and they expect the man to pay for everything and stuff like that. So then the one, the one lady, she basically said back to him why do you think when a woman says that she wants a man with money it's not because she wants him to match her level and when she said that I sat back and I said wow Rebecca do you mean to tell me that you're saying your man has to make a certain amount because you already know that you can hit that financial goal by yourself Uh, doesn't, it, doesn't it just have more to do with sorry Kayla excuse me doesn't it have more to do with um, <laughs> like it's not how much money you have but it's like the financial security and you want to know that your your guy is out there getting you you know what I mean like like don't get me wrong some girls are out here and my man needs to have money because I want this that and the third and I'm not going to use my money to buy it but I feel like most of the time it's because I'm not going to be making my hard-earned money for you to keep asking for stuff when I got goals to meet myself. We should be able, in a a union, in a relationship, be able to establish goals and work hard so we can make those goals come true. That part. That financial freedom that we're all trying to reach is what we're seeking for. So I feel like, especially me, that's what I mean, that my man needs to have money. He needs to be able to be financially literate in, in order to operate in this country we call America. Now, I remember I was talking to one of my friends and one thing we were talking about, we are talking about females our age and how when it comes to dating men around our age, and I'm talking about, you know, how whatever age you are, it doesn't matter. When you are dating somebody of your age and they don't have a consistent flow of money or they pay constant bills so they end up being broke, they are quick to be called a bum by certain people right now i've said in the show multiple times that i think the word the the word bum is an acronym for having a broke uneducated mindset now when i said that to her she was like oh so when you say broke uneducated mindset you're calling them financially broke i'm like no you can be broke in a lot of aspects you can it's like i think broke is just a lack of something that's how i think of it like you lack ambition you lack motivation. You lack accountability. You you lack a lot. <laughs> and, and it's this. You can be broke in a sense, but have that mindset 
that you're educated so you know where to put the money once you get that money you know how important your credit score is and how you need to improve it or work on it you know how or where to go to to either finance loans or where to go to even for your credit and debit card like it it's a lot of men out here that don't have credit at this young age and i know that after I was 21, we have to get, we have, like, we have to promote our car, store card. You know what I mean, guys, I say, do you want to sign up for a store card so I can save you 20%? They say, my credit score is absolutely terrible because I have yet to get a credit card. But I will sign up for this card, which ruins your credit when you run it through. Well, like, it like less it de- decreases your credit basically but even as that forever 21 credit card is not the one that you the first one you want to get you at all nowhere else but forever 21 what is that making me my first at all discover card mine's as well Spargo, and i still got that baby and i got capital one <laughs> and so i think what you mentioned i didn't understand the conversation about a credit score until my junior year of college this was never a conversation that was brought up to me. No one like re- like reiterated the importance of having a credit score. That a 700 credit score or higher could get you way more than you being rich in the bank. And mm-hmm. we've had this conversation before, Kayla. Would you rather have a 825, I think, credit score or a hundred million dollars? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I think what it is, you know, yeah, you guys ever had that class in high school, um, financial literacy? Nope. I had that class in high school where that class taught me nothing but shit. And it maybe did teach me something, but the teacher didn't know what she was teaching. So it literally was a, a 80 or however long minute block of class about nothing. And I'm just doing this work just to get this A in the class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that needs to or classes like that needs to be implemented more because just like you and even now i'm still learning about credit but i didn't realize how important credit was until it was just like dawned upon me let me start trying to get a credit card because i'm going to start somewhere actually it was i want to buy my first car and i know when you get cars they look into your credit just in case you have to finance because i didn't think i would be able to save enough money for it yeah yeah and a lot of people don't even know what finance is Right, between you could finance a loan, you could get a loan refinance, co-signers, co-loaners, like it's it's, it's so like, and, and as someone who's doing research now, it's confusing. It's not something like when you read it, you automatically understand. And right. if you go to a bank and you ask them for help, they're gonna tell you things in a way that sounds more appealing to you, being like, Oh, okay, I'm really interested in that. But they're not telling you the ins and outs about it. Like the the whole APR. Still, like I get it, but I don't get it when it comes to credit cards. It's um, I want to say I went to TD Bank one time, was asking about a credit card, and he said something about your APR would be twenty one percent, twenty one point nine 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 eight percent after the first year or something like that. And I straight up said, "Sir, I don't know what that means. Can you break that down to me?" And I'm the type that break when you break something down. No, you stop that. Let me ask you this question and make sure that I'm getting getting what you're telling me. So I can keep understanding and my brain can start, it can start sticking to my brain. But you see, not a lot of people have that mindset when it comes to being smart financially and asking questions. Now, 
because we got a little switch we switched a little bit of gears there let me bring it back <laughs> you heard that that was cute <laughs> y'all don't remember what the vcr players used to sound like that's what it was <laughs> so when it comes to preferring to date someone with a okay wait let me get this first what do you define a gold digger as a woman who is broke and just is materialistic. She goes from whoever. Gold diggers too? No, yeah. Yeah, men, oh, I want that new PS5. I want the new Jays. I want the, but I feel like gold digging really encompasses materialistic things. You just want. Very much so. Very much so. Who has money so they can keep buying you the latest Gucci, Chanel, whatever. And you don't really have to, to worry about it on your own. You still sleeping at your mother's house, got a baby, and you and that baby living in the same room. You can't afford diapers. Right. For me, when I think of a gold digger, I agree with everything you said. Someone who focuses on materialistics and everything like that. I want to take a, a deep further. I think it's someone who fixates off the idea of somebody else's fortune right now when you think of gold diggers and you watch those movies and you see how like what's it with fool's gold or something like that they were all they're like nah we're gonna get the gold we're gonna get the gold we're gonna get the gold so they kept digging and digging and digging and never finding gold but they said they're gonna find gold so it's just like you keep running through all these different types of people because you're thinking somebody's gonna give you that money so you fixate on them on a financial aspect only to get you that materialistic stuff Mm-hmm. Like I, I agree what you're saying. I think you do. I think gold diggers do fixate on people who have money, or they mess with. Like you gotta look a certain way because if you look a certain way, then that means you got money. It's right. A, it's an. It's kind of like an addiction, honestly. But honestly, for the gold diggers, you gotta look a certain way. But the richest people really be looking like bums out here on the streets every day. Like, Girl, cause what's that man who owns Facebook? Mark Zuckerberg. I ain't never seen somebody wear jeans and a black shirt everywhere they go. And he driving Prius. Mark Zuckerberg gave North New Jersey $1 million. Ask me what North did with that money. I don't know because I ain't never see it. I was about to say, do, 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 do. <laughs> I ain't never seen nothing upgraded, received to any high school or nothing in North. And he driving Prius. Don't forget that. A Prius? <laughs> I'm just saying, the richest people, they don't got to flex their money. Gabe out here driving a Lambo and got his car ran into by a Prius, so... The richest people don't got to flex their money. It's good to flex, but you don't always got to flex. Like, honestly, I feel like Jay-Z and Beyonce don't be flexing their money like that. That's because they do everything in private. And they live on 4-4 Quest away. (laughs) 4-4 Quest away. Right? So this lady, she came to my job. And I was like, she was buying a whole bunch of stuff. And I was like, oh my God, like, da, 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 that's like, you buying mad stuff. And it was only, mind you, we opened the doors at 1030. And it was 1115 and she already hit in $245. Amen. Right. And I'm looking at her, I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, go off. I was like, oh, you came to spend. She's paying cash. I'm, first thing that came to my mind, I'm like, she a stripper. Right? <laughs> so then she said, she's like, girl. Let me tell you something. I'm 45 years old. I use my boyfriend's money. I looked at her. I said, "Ain't that some? 
I like that. 45 shopping at Forever 21. Girl, you always gonna be Forever 21. <laughs> She's supposed to be shopping at New York and Company and Girl, even if you got the money, a sale will never take Rebecca away. I promise you that. I would shop at New York and Company. Shit, I do, man. And I'm 24. Me and Kayla about to fight. <laughs> New York and Company got some nice stuff. Hey, Appreciate it for the fight. She also gave me another piece of advice. She said, because she was like, when you, she's like, when you go for a man, go for a man who has money. And when he takes you on a date, don't let him do the basics of taking you out to dinner or taking you to a movie. All my boyfriends take me shopping. I looked at her. I said, a shopping spree on your first date? She said, she's a hoe. She be popping pussy for dollars. And you could okay. She is a hoe. I'm sorry, but only freaking millionaires or people with money is going to take you on a shopping spree unless you done pop that pussy. You clearly never dated a drug dealer. <laughs> they take you on. I clearly have. And Ooh. clearly been on dates with them. And never, not once has them taken me to do it to a fucking shopping spree. Here we go. Get me expensive stuff, yes. But no, not shopping. I can't relate, so I don't know what that luxury is like, and I'm quite jealous. You never so I'll leave that there. Who? You your personality up. <laughs> who get who personality up? Kayla, Kayla, how Belkali say it? If it's up, then it's up. Okay, Joey, I want you to get it up and stuck. Well, first of all, I have a bomb personality, and I have a bomb dunk to tote around with it. So. Boom. And because I'm not Ooh, handing it God. over, maybe the reason why I'm not doing that. But that's okay. He brought in booty to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Cause she's a thick girl. Thank you. And the ending. My name's Cookie. Ask about me. And this conversation is booty because it's the end of it. So let us. We're about to head over to break, but please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at uncensoredbossfm and share your thoughts with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Uncensored with Boss FM. I'm your girl, Becca. It's your girl, Kayla. And it's your party boy, Joey. You really do sound like Bobby from the Proud Family. I need you to continue the conversation. Thank you so much. <laughs> How you say it is so funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he does. Like, if you ever watched the Proud Family... Don't we sound just like him. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all, let's get into our dribble and shoot sports segment. Ooh, so we're going to talk about Tiger Woods with everything that's happened. Remember when we reported on him being involved in a car crash and then him having to go into the hospital and none of us knew how serious his injuries were. Well, he's currently going through rehab and updates have happened regarding his whole accident. Yeah, so it has been uh, said in the LA Times that Tiger Woods was driving nearly twice the posted speed limit of 45 when he hit a sharp curve and crashed on the Palos Versailles Peninsula in February. Um, instead of reducing his speed into the curvy stretch of Hawthorne Boulevard, 
Woods was accelerating down the steep grade on the northbound side, which sometimes catches drivers unaware of their growing momentum. So basically, what I'm hearing is he wasn't driving like a bat out of hell. He was driving like a bat. He was driving the bat. I said he was driving a bat out of the driving like a bat out of the woods, and you said he was driving the bat. He was driving the bat out of hell. The bat mobile. <laughs> as, as Lil Nas X was coming down the pole, and- <laughs> out of hell. <laughs> he had the little demon sneakers on. He put the pedal to the metal. Okay. <laughs> Oh, and we don't mean to be making a joke of it right now, but Joey, round of because mm-hmm. you called it first. Oh, honey, yes. You know, I speak on faxes, honey. I speak on faxes. This is coming from the same man, man who wants us to do sentimental training, correct? Sensitivity training, I mean. What that mean? You need some in the name of Jesus. Well, well. Woods hit the median. Let's go back on topic, y'all. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I knew, like, but there was there was an interview done by the producer of the movie that he was on, and he was so irritable because I guess it wasn't on his time, and he, they, she was like, he flew out of the parking lot in his Genesis. It was a Genesis SUV he was driving, and he flew so fast out of there not realizing <laughs> that he almost hit her car. And that's the only reason why she spoke up. So she was already frustrated with the speed that he was going. So of course, you know, minutes down the line, he gets in a car accident and she basically like, she's upset, but she really ain't got the sympathy like that because she's like, there's no reason why he should have been driving. Tiger Woods or not, you have to have some humility about yourself like when you're driving. So she was, she was, she's put all the tea out there because he was losing his mind because he was mad. But do you have do you have any idea why he was mad? Like so angry for him to be because he was he was trying to get out of I guess filming by a certain time and it went over because you know when you're filming you're it's going to be a long day so if you're trying to get out by a certain time you're not always going to get out by that time so he's kind of like well again his mentality I'm Tiger Woods I'm I got things I gotta do I got things I gotta be like I really don't need to be here so then when he gets out he's like flying trying to get to where he needs to be and lo and behold it becomes an issue because now you're speeding endangering other people and then you've gotten in this car accident all because you couldn't be patient I, I think that's absolutely ridiculous to me and I feel like when it comes to Tiger Woods he, you know, he's always in the media, but he it's rarely for anything good. Like, yeah, they'll talk about his golf accomplishments. But I remember when his whole cheating scandal happened. That was in the media for like a good month. Yeah, he just he couldn't keep his dick in his pants. Yeah, clearly. And we also want to touch on Deshaun Watson. He recently got dropped by Nike and Dr- Beats by Drag. So clearly all this, the lawsuits happening with him, yeah, it was bad before, but now it's getting even worse. (laughs) That's all we have for sports today, but stay tuned because we have a recap coming up next.
Welcome back to Uncensored with Boss FM. It's your girl Kayla here with Becca and Joey. And if you're just tuning in, well, you've missed the show. But it's okay because we have a lovely recap for you guys. Or you could tune in on a podcast on the Boss FM app and listen to the show. In top news in the first hour, we talked about how the guy that was sitting in a car before George Floyd died does not want to testify because he fears that it may get him a longer sentence in jail. We also talked about how Akon and his cryptocurrency-based city in Uganda is about to start being built and will be finished by the year 2030. Yes, and we had a wonderful trending topics. We gave birthdays. Happy birthday to Sky Jackson, Black Youngster, and Dej Loaf. And we also talked about how Safari's wife, Erica Mena, got Spice to perform live for him in their backyard. We also talked about how Kanye West has a documentary that's been in the making for 21 years and was sold to Netflix for $30 million. And we also talked about how T.I. and Tiny released a statement after new sexual assault allegations came from three other women. We also talked about gold diggers and gave our various opinions on them and what they mean and what their intentions are. And we also talked about Rob Lederman and his comparison to black women on toast and his meter for them. And we also had a small little clapback from Halle Berry on that. We had um, other various topics on today's show, but like I said before, head on over to our podcast to hear our full show in its entirety. You can follow us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at UncensoredBossFM. And we hope to hear from you guys tomorrow, same time, same place, Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. on the Boss One and Boss FM Next channel. It's your girl Kayla here with Becca and Joey. Peace out, guys. Bye. Peace, bro.